Medic! I think a lot of that really comes from Dean, uh, where, you know, you need to. You need to tell people. You know, tell people you love them, and you walk out the door, you know, eh, our job's not, we're not cops, but our job's getting to the point where eh, it's a little dangerous out there, more than it's been in years past. Uh, you know, make, make sure make sure people know. Make, make sure people know. Make sure people know when they're doing a good job. Uh, tell them what you think. Personally, <clears throat> I always wanted to hear more of a good job from somebody that I was working yeah. beside right. or with or somebody that was sharing the same, same dirt with me right. or, or whatever. It's always meant more to have that person say good job than ever one of them. Right. Uh, and and I, I think it's, again, because it's personal. Right. When the doc says good job on that trauma, that's just very validating. Right. Like it's like awesome. I, I did do the right thing. Like someone, someone above me said I did the right thing. It's not the right thing. My, my, when my coworker, my partner says like, dude, that was awesome. Like I, you know, they, they're looking up to you. Hey, show me how to do that. Like I never saw anybody do that with the IO before. How did you how did you do that so fast? Like, yo, no one ever taught me. Well, let me show you. So you pass it on and they're you know, they you know down the road they're gonna do the same thing. And like that's that's what has always excited me. I think it's probably what led me back to EMS education. Um, I love being a training officer. Uh, and I still I mean, I when I work now, part timer, I mean I, I I'm not gonna say I do it on purpose, but I really do look for shifts that I don't have a student because I do want to just have you know right. time with my friends and yeah. hang out and and run Fun calls. Time. Yeah, I want to run calls. I want to I want to be beat down for twelve hours. I want to run. I want to just have patient contact. When I know damn well that if I had a student, I'm probably gonna give him some shit about being a student. Right. But when we get a bed, when we get an airway call, and be like, you're up because right. you know I used to say when I was full time, I got twenty years to do tubes. Just you know, what's one more? Right. In the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I hope you miss that fucking tube because I really want to get in that mouth, man. (laughs) I'll give you a chance, but, you know, you get get two. You're going to get two. Uh, But – and that's just the education side. That's the educator in me Uh, because I want you to do well. I want you to have fun. I want you to have a good time. I want you to definitely go back to them and say, you know, that guy Chris was awesome, and they're going to be like – Really? Are we talking did about he the same tell guy? you to say that? What, how much money did he to pass on that information? I'll tell you when you did a good job. Uh, never had a problem with the. Uh, there's plenty of people that have brought up. You know, yeah, row with you, row with Davis, row with all those guys. You know, look at them now. Look at this. Look at look at a lot of them now. They're they're either. I, I'm seeing it now. I uh, <clears throat> used to talk to. Um, you know, see Jenny and Kirsten coming back. They were my first medic class. They're coming back. They're adjuncts now. They're going to come back. They're going to come back and pass it's crazy, it on. Crazy man. Six years, man. Six years. It's crazy. You get that six-year medic. They feel like they're at the top of their game. They're like, "What's next?" I was like, "Maybe try education." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, let's try that out." So. It's funny you mentioned people. I don't know we, we were talking about it earlier, but just the changes now that yeah. I see in in people that students that have rode with me, and then they just change. This job, this job changes people. It changes them. That, some you know, some good and some bad, man. Some good. And- dude, I, I get that. And I guess, you know, that's really coming up. That's a big thing right now. And, you know, two of our faculty just went to fast team training for peer support. And we took that uh, emotional trauma life support course last month, which was it was eye opening. I thought it was pretty cool. It dealt with, uh, you know, evaluate the responder for, you know, suicide, mental health issues. And then the other half of it was... Uh, uh, response to grief, like for the families and us, uh, which was kind of maybe a little lost on us because you know we do the notifications and we stay on scene f- until they transport to the funeral home. Which again, I've never dealt with that. 
but the the responder support side that's the, the hot button issue obviously coming it's going to be that's the next that's the next thing i think if you're gonna, you know, you have the operation side you got you know ems pocus and we're doing blood in the field and on the the wellness side you've got that uh the uh, suicide prevention and risk management and it's a definitely a real thing and it, it is and i'm mm. man i'm <laughs> that's a <laughs> i i don't even know how you, to deal you, with that with myself well, but you I, said it you said it a couple of minutes ago you said you know recently things have bothered me that haven't bothered me in the past yeah my typical guy answer to you is because you're old you're getting old right and it, <clears> yeah it, but but we know but we some know. of it is and some of it's Weird. I mean, if I mean, and I could listen. Some of it's just weird that it, right. that it's turned around. That some of the the stuff that's turned around and and bothered me, and 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 I felt, man, I felt weak as shit mm-hmm. for letting stuff bother me because I've I've been taught since I was a, a kid. You know, these guys that that came around, these border patrol agents that were hard and 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 lived a fast paced, dangerous life <laughs> on the border, right? Uh, you know, they didn't let shit fucking bother them. Uh, At least that you know. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. I think it, it's, you never it's, so, for it. it's so hidden. Yeah. We keep it so hidden and so in-depth. You know, I, I uh, <laughs> we lived in Arizona, uh, way down deep in the desert of Arizona, mm-hmm. and, and aliens would cross the border, and the week sometimes got left. It was a 40-mile walk. Uh, from from the border to the interstate, uh, and, and so my dad and his 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 partners and everything they covered that forty miles walk, and they went and found these people, and 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 sometimes they found them, you know, down in the desert, and and uh, I just remember my dad wrote a poem one time, and uh, it's funny when when the border patrol agents when they tell stories now when I when I'm around and my dad gets together with his retirees, they always start the story with I think the statute of limitations is up on this. <laughs> So they'll then they'll talk about it. I can give you uh, the whole story. But the you know so the so the the poem basically ended with ashes to ashes, dust to dust. One more tonk who won't bug us. <laughs> uh, and and uh, tonk was a euphemism used by the border patrol because that's the sound their head makes when you hit them with a flashlight. Which is something that, I remember <laughs> in a conversation rounding the corner at Old Fork Shoals Road, going toward Belmont Station. When you kept saying that word, I was like, I was, like, so, I was so stupid. I was like, what does that word mean? And you told me, and I was like, oh, <laughs> sound I their, see. Yeah, the sound their head makes when you hit one <clears> bag line. That is but, horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And I think statute of limitations up on that. Right. Uh, yeah, and that, that hardness, that, that ashes to ashes, dust dust, this, this shit doesn't, doesn't bother. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, never, I never really saw it. And then as I've gotten older and sat around or took some driving trips with my dad out to to camp in Big Bend uh, National Park in Texas and stuff with with him and another retired Border Patrol agent. I'm their fucking driver is what I am, but they don't (laughs) want to drive, and I just drive them out there. And for my pay, I get tacos and... uh, and some really good stories. I am gonna say it sounds like a yeah, decent trade off to me. Decent trip, man. Uh, and and to hear the stuff now that bothered them then. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That's not what you looked like at the like, table playing like, poker in right. the morning. You, yeah. You were, you, y'all were hard. And then yeah. I'm like, and then so I felt really, really weak. And uh, and I was like, man, why does this shit bother me? And it was and it was shit that was affecting my entire life, uh, my entire life. Um, I, uh, you know, I went, I ran a very benign death of an infant 
in a shitty ass motel, you know, and, and, and like the come a lot in. And there were two toddlers in the room too. They were covered in piss. And, 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 and we did nothing. We didn't work the kid. We didn't do anything. Went in, we put leads on it and, and, and walked out. And, um, and it didn't, like that day, it didn't. I, I was like, there's nothing. Let's run the next call. Let's go. Let's do the next one. And, uh, and it wasn't probably for weeks later. And I walked into my daughter's room and it was a pigsty. I mean, you know, she's a teenage girl. Yeah. There was just shit everywhere. Dirty dishes. I don't know what that child, uh, you know, <laughs> dishes underneath the bed. You're cooking in here? Right. I don't put the, uh, and I, that, that room, the mm-hmm. look of that room, man, threw me back. And I, got, I was fucking angry. And, I mean, I'm sitting there. I'm mad as hell. I'm grabbing a trash bag. And I was <laughs> piling every bit of that child's clothing, everything on the ground was going in a trash bag. And man, I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, why the fuck? After, after, walk out, man, I'm like, I smoke a cigarette. My wife's mad at me now because I've taken all the, Taz, all my daughter's shit. And, the room. <laughs> you know, and I've, I've thrown it on. I'm, I'm throwing it out and, and I'm pissed and I'm yelling and I'm screaming. You have and no idea why. N- I yeah. fucking have no yeah. idea why. And, and man, it just, I went out and smoked a cigarette and all of a sudden, all I could see was that kid lying in that mm-hmm. nasty ass motel room. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with right. me? I'm like, that, I haven't thought about that in a month. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm like, fucking good people don't think about the, you know, yeah. the, the people I respect in this job don't, they don't have this damn problem. What's wrong with me? And uh, you know, part of my problem is, you know, you talk about memory and stuff. I, I can't remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday, but man, I can tell you when I drive by a house, if I ran a call there and what the call was for and, and, and shit like that. And I just remember there's things I remember and there's things I don't remember. And I always attribute it to you being a cop because uh, you told, uh, you told me that story about the lady with the cast one day. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was not on that call. You're like, dude, you were on that yeah, call. Yeah, she hit you on, right in the head You with were that on cast. that call on that fucking balcony. And I saw that <laughs> hit you with that cast and you put that <laughs> right in the ambulance. I was yeah. like, you know, that does yeah. sound like me. Yeah. I just remember that shit. But, but it was one of those, like, I can do the house thing. I'm like, I ran a call there, ran this, ran this. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. But like these people who remember names, they remember super detail. I don't, <clears throat> I don't do that, and I, that that so that's the thing that bothers me is like I can't remember, and I don't know if I don't want to. Right. Even benign stuff, even even like man, I ran a really cool code there. We got the guy back, blah 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 blah. Uh, versus like oh, I remember coding grandpa on Christmas morning here. That sucked for his kids in the other room. I don't remember their name. Right. Other people are like, oh my god, their kids. No, we, you know, you, you and I, it was funny, we were at that uh, emotional trauma life support course, and uh, one, of the, one, of our, one of our sergeants, uh, Amy, was sitting across the, the room from me with another group of people, and I was sitting there, and this lady's talking about death and dying and respond to this, and they, call it, they don't call it uh, critical incidents anymore. They call them uh, personally disturbing incidents. So, like, what might bother you might not bother me. And uh, I was like, you know, I think Amy was on that bank job with us. And we were on a break, and I was like, hey, were you on that bank job? She's like, oh, my God, I was just thinking of that. I was like, he's bringing all up these old damn memories. Right. I'm looking at my watch. I was like, holy shit, that's next week. I was like, yeah. this will be fun. This will be a week of not being able to sleep good because it's real, that's a weird thing with me is dates. Right. Um, <clears throat> I can tell you like June, uh, June 30th, 2001, a horrible car wreck up. And, uh, and uh, for, for years, and it's only been the last four or five years that the dates passed. And I've been like, oh, it's July. I didn't even think about that call. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, now August 30th rolls around every year, and I'm like, oh. and then I drive through the intersection. I was like, oh, they redid a good job redoing the bank, you know, or, or a couple times I'll notice like, I don't look out, try not to look at it, even if I'm trying to drive past it, which, and again, it doesn't, that call in itself, I mean, it's not like, you know, we weren't in there fighting the fire. Uh, we didn't, we weren't there for the recovery, but it was just that whole, you know, the news coverage with it. Yeah, it was, it was it, everything about that. Uh, I mean, and, that call in particular and and, and the fact that, <laughs> I, that. I only remember, I really remember two things. I remember, I remember coming up the road and seeing the smoke. And I remember, cause I looked at it and I was like, this is, this is, this, this, working. this is, this is working job. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, and I remember looking, I was like, well, it was like a Sunday morning. And I yeah. was like, fuck dude, what is, has to be going Street on? Street corner Sunday posting morning? Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was like, damn it. This is, this is, this is not the way to start the ship. And then I remember getting there and I remember you pulling the hose off the fire truck and your radio going flying across the thing. And like that, I was trying to figure out which way do I run? Do I go check on these people here or do I grab your radio and then go run right. here? And I was like, what do I want to take with me? And I have my fire gear on. And then I was like, I hope he's not going in that building. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and that's funny because Amy looked at me. Right. And she goes, do what you have to do. Right. And I just remember walking to the back of that bank building. I was like, oh, the door's open. And, and there was a, you know, there's a deputy in there. And he's like, he's starting to go in. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, move back, buddy. Right. I used to be a fireman. Right. Move back. And I remember crawling down that hallway and like, man, just, just wanting it. I'm like, just wanting to make it just a little bit further, a little right. bit further before I had to take that deep breath. And man, I took a damn breath and I was like, holy shit, I got to go. We got to go. And I, you know, I backed out and I tried to go in again and, and I thought, and I'm looking at the fire, and I'm like, eh, it's nothing. There's nothing from any, the back. There's nothing yeah. anybody could could do. It, yeah. you, you, blah blah, all that shit. And then, and, you know, I get the firemen back in there, and it's two young firemen, and I'm giving them fucking hell because they're, you know, they just didn't do what I was, expected they, they, them to their do. Their words were, it was, yeah. it was too hot, and we can't get. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, no, that's, it's not. I'm like, I was in there. That's Amy's memory. She's like, I remember that conversation. I'm like, I fucking, I'm like, I was dressed how I'm dressed. Yeah. And I made it further than you guys. Yeah. And I'm pissed, man. And I'm pissing them off because I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And and then to, to go back around there and then, you know, all, all the shit that went with it. And then, you know, I, I remember, I think Junior came up and Junior goes, hey, I need you to put an air pack on. Fire's out. Uh, they they found, you know, one of the kids. Where was I for that? Uh, oh, I was still at the hospital. Yeah. I was at the hospital. hospital. And and he's like, he goes, there's a kid in the, in the, in, in one of those, the office. Yeah. And just go nine him, lay eyes on him, nine him. So we got a strip for the coroner and all that. And I was like, okay. And I remember walking through there, and I looked at the car. The cars burn up, and I walk back in and look at this kid, and and I mean, he had no thermal burns, right? No nothing, right? Nothing. And I'm like, that fucking kid was savable. Yeah, and in proximity to where everybody was, it seems like, so I was simple. Like, I was like, that I call that kid was savable. Yeah, and man, it just it fucking it bothered me. It bothered me that. It bothered me for, for a long time that I couldn't make it any further right. down that hallway than I did. You know, I was like, what kind of fucking fireman? You know, that, that old school fireman. Smoke eater. Yeah, smoke eaters yeah. could do all this. And I'm a you know, I'm a big, <clears throat> big vagina for not being able to do that. And I was fucking mad at the damn fire department for not, not doing yeah. it. I'm like, that kid was savable. And then, so after everything's done, everything's said and done, the, the, the lieutenant that was there, 
I, and I think he went, I think he asked you. I know he asked everybody else on scene, including all the firemen and everybody else, if they were okay, if they needed to talk to anybody, if they needed anything. I think so. Never once came to me. Right. And I even told Amy that. I said, I said he never asked me if I was okay. Yeah. And, and she's like, I think he just assumes that you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and she goes, and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking fine. Right. But he never fucking asked me right. if I was I'm okay. Like to be asked. It's nice to be asked. Flat you know, like, I mean, how the fuck do I not get asked? And, and I still find that there, there's even today, even now, there's, the, you know, the, there's bosses, there's, there's supervisors or whatever. They'll go to everybody else yeah. that was on, on some one of those Hallmark, you know, Sentinel calls, and they'll ask them all if they're okay. And, they're, and the, this is what I get. I know you're fine, but but I gotta ask. You. I gotta yeah. ask. Yeah. I don't want to ask, but yeah. I gotta. Yeah. You all right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm okay. You know, when I smoke a cigarette, I, you know, kick dirt, and I'm good. And and for the most part, I am on yeah. those calls. I can I can turn it I can turn it on and off. Then right because it's them because you're working. You know. Yeah. The after man. The after dude. The, the after the, was re- ridiculous. The after fucking bothers. The them. news. The news. The news media for that bothered me. All the all the stuff surrounding the circumstances bothered me. The fucking news. The WYFF threw that. There's a picture that they were using, and it's me schlepping across the burnt out shell of the bank, like I'm going from one group of firefighters to the other. And I was like, I looked at, it, I was like, damn it, is that me? And like, you know, everyone else is like, oh, I got my picture in the paper. And I'm looking, I was like, damn it. Hmm, right. I blow it up. I was like, that's me. I can tell I'm hunched over him, kind of pissed off, hands are in my pocket. I was like, son of a bitch. What do you, I mean, what would, why would you take that? Like, what do you need this picture for? Right. Pick, pick it. You know, there's the groups of firefighters hanging around the corners there. Take, go somewhere else. Take another picture. Take, what do you need that one for? Um, I knew, I knew, I predicted, uh, it was probably, <laughs> it was probably about a week, is a week after. Like, I even, I even said at home, I was like, oh, I expect stress reaction from this because it was the kids. Because it's two kids, I had two little kids. <clears throat> and I remember, and I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, I'll know. Usually I have trouble sleeping here and there. It did, it did and I didn't. I don't have nightmares, I don't have flashbacks or anything like that. I was just pissed off. The picture pissed me off, the, the circumstances. And then uh, one night I woke up. Middle of the night, cold sweat, whole nine yards, just just awake. And I did, I could smell smoke. I knew it. I knew what it was. And it didn't matter. I, 45 minutes. For inside and outside, I had a flat, my duty light. I walk outside. I'm checking everything, <laughs> looking at the eaves and overhangs. I'm like, right. the, uh, the, the, the uh, air conditioner caught fire or whatever. The exchanger caught fire. But I'm looking for smoke coming out of the eaves and overhangs. And... I walked around the house. I smelled every outlet. It didn't smell electrical. I smelled every outlet. I felt it. 45 minutes just roaming around in the damn dark. And I was like, all right. You knew it would happen, stupid. Why are you letting it bother you? And it would always come back. That fucking picture and, you <laughs> yeah, know, the stupid circumstances. Stupid shit. Stupid shit. And, then, just, and it comes, you know, that, that's the funny part is it just things would come back. Things would bother me. Things I didn't know bothered me yeah. would bother me. And, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I went to my, I went to my family doctor uh, and, and I'm talking to him and I'm, and I went in there to talk to him about uh, depression. Yeah. I was fucking, you know, I, I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm working night shift. You know, I'm literally going to my family doctor going, I work night shift. I, my my marriage is, is 
rapidly circling a drain. I drink too much. I smoke. Uh, I'm out of shape. I'm, you know, I eat like shit. Uh, and, and I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, is that all that's bothering you? And, you know, is there something else? And I'm like, what the fuck do you yeah, mean? What is there else something do you need? Else? I, mean, I mean, let's start I'm, here. I'm like, I'm like, Jesus, Doc. And, he's, and he sits down and he goes, what else? Yeah, what else is it? And I'm like, I don't know what he, And I'm literally getting pissed at the guy. I'm like, what else? And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean, what else? What else? What more do you need? Yeah. And he goes, nah. He goes, there's more. And I lost it. Man, sitting in a doctor's office, I cried like a fucking baby. And I cried like a baby over work shit, over shit that I was like, I am way too tough for this to ever bother me. And I'm, and he goes, there it is. Yeah. He goes, there it is. I'd be like, thanks, dick. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck was that about? You know, and he's like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to write this number down. You call this, you you call these people, you go in, you talk. And I, and I did, I, and I started, and that's been, you know, that's probably been, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago. But I went and saw a counselor, and it was good for, for when I needed it. And I can tell you somebody else that's been really good as far as directing me and, and everything, uh, the, the Rush chairman himself, <laughs> Christopher Cobb, is, is, is an amazing human being, yeah. uh, one of the coolest guys uh, you ever know. And if you're ever in Baltimore, he is one hell of a tour guide. Uh, he's got cool dogs and shit. He's, he's, and he's, man, he'll still text me. He'll message me almost every Every other week, whatever. How are you? Yep. You know, I'm good. And he goes, no, no, no. How, how are you? How are things? You know, but I, so I started seeing this counselor and he was good for, for a while, man. And I was like, I'm talking about this shit and I don't want nobody to fucking know. I literally would walk into this place because it was, it was over in, in the, over off like uh, Washington, uh, and, and like near Pettigrew and, and all oh, those okay. places. And the legal district. Yes, the legal district. And, that, and then, you know, there's always ambulances driving up and down yeah. Washington and all yeah. that shit. I'm literally like... like Looking over your shoulder. I, I'm like a freaking perv going into an adult bookstore. <laughs> I mean, I've got a with trench coat on down, with a fedora glasses. and glasses. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nobody can see me walk in here. They'll know what this building is. Yeah. They'll know what's in here. And then I don't want anybody to know that this shit yeah. bothers me. And uh, and I went like that for a while and... and and, you know, and I talked about that with the counselor. Why don't you want anybody to know? And he's like, you know, like you might be surprised at, at who else. And uh, the so I, number right. is phenomenal. Yeah. And I, in, and I, in this area. Yeah. I, so I did it and I, and I stopped going. I just kind of that ran its course. And I stopped going because I got pissed off again. I got other things going on. And so then I, I recently kind of started back because, you know, shit was creeping up. The, the anger shit was creeping up. The same up person or no, a different I went, person? No, so I to a different person. Uh, and, uh, it, and, and she's been phenomenal, just phenomenal. And, and then I put it on Facebook one day about being <laughs> in counseling. I was like and – I, and I was about uh, – I was probably, you know, on about, I don't know – my third cocktail of the morning <laughs> and and now I hear she's awesome. And uh and and I uh I got uh I got a little loose lipped and I you know I start going off because every now and then my game ball my game ball shit I kinda end it with some personal stuff. I yeah. try not to get too personal because I want it to be about other people. But every now and then I start getting a little personal with some shit that's going on and and I you know so I start talking about shit. Next thing you know, on the game ball post, I'm like, oh, fuck, Clardy's going to counseling. And I'm like, and I literally, I sent it, and I was like, Man, I woke I woke up the next morning, you know, that, that afternoon after I posted, and I was like, 
holy shit. Yeah, oops. I just told everybody that yeah. I'm a daggum vagina that I'm I go soft. to counseling. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, damn. I went the opposite when I read it. I was like, well, shit. You know, Clardy just made it fucking cool to go to counseling. God I, yeah, damn I it! I didn't think about it that <clears throat> way. Oh, but. I did. I did because it, this has been this has been an ongoing thing where and a, a bunch of people uh, where the thing that bothers me right now is that I don't think I'm bothered enough by certain things. There's a I did a <clears throat> I did a that I did an IST a couple years back. It was the it was for resilience. Which is a big deal. I think resilience in EMS and the military is a very big deal. And we share a lot of common ground between us and some, some specific military groups. Um, <clears throat> and on both. On the way we do our job and the way it affects us when we get ready to retire. Um, but I was like, man, there's a, there's a great meme and it's Philip Fry from um, – what do you call it? Futurama. And it says, I can't tell if I'm really well adjusted or, and things don't bother me or I'm a psychopath. Right. And that was, that was the thing for, for my presentation. And I'm like, that's, that's it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, maybe that is me. Maybe why don't things bother me like they should? Or <clears throat> what I say about my memory, I can remember where I were on calls. I ran a horrible peds arrest one day. It was on a, not really horrible peds arrest because we, I thought we were doing pretty well. But I screwed up. I, I responded to the sole provider on the QRV. And I went to the house, and the crew had already moved to the ambulance. They were waiting on waiting on me so I could help in the back, and they could drive to the hospital. I, I hit the house, knock on the door, nobody. I open the door. I'm like, hey, paramedics. I'm like, where's everybody at? And this little kid comes around the corner, and he just looked at me. He said, is my brother going to be okay? And I was like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Where is he? And he points to the ambulance. I was like, okay, I'll go check. And I can remember him saying that. I'll never forget him saying it. I can't remember what he looks like. I really don't remember what the baby looked like either. Never saw parents. Didn't understand. I was just there just like, get in here and help. And I was like, okay. Got in a truck. So one really high-speed medic, one person who was going through medic school, you know, and I was like, what do you need me to do? I thought I was going to drive. I was on the QRV. And the medic's like, you stay back here. She's driving. Let's go. I was like, okay, cool. Put him on the monitor. I was like, wow, a baby in V-fib? never saw that before let's shock him shock him hey sisterly i was like shit working on the tube i was like all right memorial and the medic was like no 39 i was like no (laughs) he's like no we're going i was like do you have an airway problem he's like no we're going to 39 it's right down the road i think memorial would be better because they have a pdr and he's like we're doing it i don't want to hear it and it spiraled out of control out of there. He had the tube. The respiratory therapist at 39 pulled the tube for no reason. Um, I was like, you know, they didn't have small enough tubes in that ED. We had to pull ours off the truck. Things got worse and worse. Now, let's face it, that kid was dead. But I was like, V-fib? We get that back. Um, I was pissed off. I was pissed off at the situation. I was pissed off at the medic. I was like, dude, why the fuck didn't we go downtown? He's like, well, let me tell you. 12 years ago, I got written up for tra- transporting to not the closest facility. I said, this is a kid. I don't want to hear it. Uh, and I was pissed at that. I was like, you know what? Whatever. Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't really fucking care. I, and I was pissed off at the world. I was pissed off at the medic. I was pissed off at the therapist. I was pissed. Off. The only person I wasn't pissed off was the doctor because he was like, all right, everything's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll fix this. We'll fix it. <clears throat> so, but it was just, you know, it was, it was stuff like that. 
But uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, that, again, I can't remember what that. I remember that kid saying it, and I can't remember. I can't in the back of my head. I can see the look on his face, but I just was like, "I'll go check." Like, what else do you want me to say? I had no idea. It was a crib death. You know, it was just a. It was one of those things. Um, but eh, yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like I should. I should remember that. Right. I should and know. I should know what everything looked like. I could, should be able to recall it. But it was like another call. Let's go run the call. Run the call. Run the call. Run the call. And then I think at the time, I can't remember if we had had our first. I don't. We might have. I'm not. I'm, I see. I can't even remember. Now I know I've had other calls. I did the bank call? I remember calling home. I was like, hug the kids. Just go hug the kids. No reason. Just go do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to do it when I get home. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it and, when I get home. And, and so and I put that I'm, – I'm in counseling. And I was like, oh, Dog, I, the first, first, My first thought, Claudia made it cool to go to counseling. Like, man, you got to I had no problem. I thought it was great. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Why would I say that? And I'm like, well, it's out there now. Well, I thought know? it was awesome. I can't even I can't even go back and edit or delete now because now that looks – so, There's it's, four – there's 15 it, screenshots yeah, of it. Doug, yeah, come on. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then I had people – that that would come up to me and be like, "Hey, what's the name? Can you give me a business card?" Right. right. Yeah. You, you know. Where? Don't tell anybody. You know where and and people are like, "Hey, you know, I, shit bothers me too." I've been thinking about I've it. I've been thinking about this, yeah. and it's okay, and 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 all that stuff. And I was like, "Hmm. Well, maybe it didn't go over that bad." Right. Uh, so you know, yeah. To everybody out there listening, uh, I go to counseling. You know, I, <laughs> I'm James I, Clarney, and I, I get counseling. God, you know, I go. I've been counseled. Wait a minute, different. <laughs> I go. Yeah, signed been, verbal counseling. I've signed many of counseling form. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's good for me. It it really is. It feels good. It it's. I leave there. Some days I leave there like an emotional wreck. Uh, some days I leave there feeling pretty damn good. Uh, but but all in all, you know, it's it's therapeutic. Uh, as is the, the writing, and she encourages me to keep doing that too, and and uh, and stuff. So, you know, I, I guess all in all, it just doesn't make you. And it's weird, just like you just said, the things it used to bother me that it didn't bother me. Yeah. Well, that, I, that, I, I, I think, and I now, and I think I self assess, and I think I'm lying to myself, and now I don't know. I, I have a kind of I kind of have a, a phrase that I, I usually say like I joke with I joke with Rhonda and I'm like, ah you know I don't think I'm quite there yet but in about ten years probably be looking for that counselor like I'll yeah. say that yeah. I say that to a lot of things right. I'm like I don't think we're there yet but maybe in about ten years we'll discuss this with a counselor. Well no I probably ten years is probably getting a lot closer right. and it's even the the other thing is like I, I don't want people to sit there and say well you don't work full time anymore I'm like yeah but that's actually the problem. Right. Because when you are working full time, it's these people who get to their twenty third out of their twenty fifth year, and they realize, Dog, I'm going to be re- I'm going to be retiring in a couple of years. And the people again, and you understand it with a military background. You get up, you're regimented. You get up, you you know, you make your breakfast. You get ready for you you get ready for your shift a certain way. You listen to certain songs on the way into right. work, you know. And then when you're retired, I mean, I've been enjoying. People like Batson, like he's got Man. the dogs on his lap. Dude. He's like, this is retirement. Looking right? like the big Lebowski. I'm in. Like, I'm in. I can't. I, I got 13 years to go. That seems like a drop in the bucket after 16 down. Right. So uh, I, I think I, you know, I welcome it. But at the same time, researching it, I understand that you're going to start to think like, man, I'm not part of the bigger picture anymore. Right. And like the, the weather that's coming this weekend, the conversation at the house, it probably, did, probably didn't go over well. 
I was like, ah, we have stuff going on this weekend for the school. I'm going to blow it off because if I'm going to be somewhere, I need to be out helping out on the ambulance. I need some truck time. Well, you know, shouldn't you be here with the kids? So I work right. this weekend. Oh, I can, but they're going to be with grandmom and grandpa because I really feel the need to be helping out for something like that. Right. And the, it's cliched and it's being part of the bigger picture, being part of something bigger than yourself. <clears throat> and I think I ultimately did do EMS because of that. And I don't think I don't know if I've ever lied about that, but I don't think I've ever been a hundred percent upfront. Like, yeah, I do. I mean, I do like helping people. I do like that bigger, that greater good. And again, that's why I only need a pat on the back. I don't need. I could use a game ball. I've made the game ball this morning as a as an after an afterthought. Uh, but um, but still, I mean, I know I'm not out there all the time. I don't deserve. I don't. I don't deserve that. Uh, but I think that's. You know, you get to the end of it and you're like, man, I'm not part of that anymore. What am I going to do? I don't have to get up at a certain time. I don't have to put my gear bag together. I don't have to wear my duty belt anymore. You know, then all of a sudden you start seeing that things that never bothered you 10 years ago all of a sudden bother you. And it's like stupid stuff that you would have thought, you know, 10 years ago was benign. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, you know. What, what about this? And I, I noticed it first when people would tell me like, ah, you'll think different when you have children. Right. And I'm like, I won't. Right. I do. Right. <laughs> you know, go home, hug the kids, hug the kids. Uh, uh, I, and I know, and now learning about it for school and to try and work it in the curriculum for the up and coming people. So they notice it before you and me, people like you and me are like, am I having a reaction? There's no one here to tell me yes or no. Um, I think Rhonda knows it a little bit. I hate I hate driving. I hate it. I hate being on the highway. I hate it. <laughs> and it's not because people piss me off, not like get out of the way for the ambulance. It's not that. I'm just, I'm anxious. And when we take a trip, I'll drive. I'll drive because I don't trust anybody else. And I don't trust, I don't trust the family. I don't trust other people on the road. I'm maybe not the best driver in the world, but I'm better. I'm hopefully I can see it coming before we just get fucking waffled. Uh, I, I wasn't really like that when our oldest started driving, but I am now because she lives in Saluda. It's an hour and 15 minutes. She does it. She stays on like the highway. I go like the back way. It's two lanes, like no cars. Uh, I, um, it, it unnerves me. I was like, there's just, you watch the news, there's all these traffic deaths. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, that, all the anxiety end of it, even in the ambulance, the ambulance, I'm like, dude, I'm in a giant beast, the most yeah. unsafe beast in the world. But I'm in the bigger thing, and I probably will do okay. I'm sitting up high. I don't want to be in an ambulance wreck. Uh, I don't want to be in the back ever. Mm. I've been in ambulance wrecks, <laughs> bad yeah. ones. Um, but I, it's just that is a very big source of anxiety for me. And not to the point where it makes me say, oh, I'm out of EMS. i got to stop because uh, I feel a lot better when I'm in uniform and I'm working. But it, I don't know. It's weird. It's things that you, know, you get good at that self-assessment. You start having those interpersonal communication with yourself and – you got to have that hard conversation sometimes. Like, oh, yes, that does bother me a lot. Right. And it, <laughs> it is weird to think, like, I'm jealous of people that have hobbies and, <laughs> and, and can do other shit with their hands and stuff. That's this. This right. is why I did this a year yeah. ago because this, I was at home. I was unhinged when I left the admin job. I mean, I was un. If I would have stayed another month, I would have done unhealthy things to either myself or other people. It was that, that was the, I had my blood, I was on blood pressure meds. My vision 
uh, was blurred that I, so bad enough that I went to the doctors, and the eye doctor laughed at me. She's like, you, "There's nothing wrong with your eyes." You're She's stressed. like, "Yeah." She said, "You have the vision of a 16 year old girl who plays on her cell phone too much." She's like, "You don't need glasses for a long time." Why do you think you're going blind? I was like, oh, I can't. I sit at the computer. I can't see. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. You tell me. She's like, your vision's fine. She's like, it's probably you're probably the best patient today. I was like, okay, cool. Well, next week got my blood pressure meds. Vision thing didn't clear up. Quit that job four months later. Walked in over here within a month. No, <laughs> blood pressure still a little high. Right, but uh. But, but things are vision cleared up. I was not pissed off all the time. I would come home. I was mad. And that's it. I guess, you know, again, learning about it, you find out with your family, your family picks up on it. Like, why are you pissed off at right. this? Why are you yelling at me? Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because, yeah. because the system is broken and I yeah. can't fix it today. <laughs> Crazy, man. Yeah. I, and, I, and you know, not to just go back to that. I guess it was it, for my family that it was an epic, like, meltdown of dad. Yeah. That I am like trashing Bethany's stuff in a trash bag, and I'm like I'm throwing this shit. I'm taking it to the damn dump, and I'm just I'm man just going crazy, like crazy. And man, just just the fact that it all of a sudden just hit me yeah. why like all of a sudden hit me why I was that mad. But I'd been that mad about so many things, just that constant anger. Uh, about so many things. And the only place I felt comfortable, the only place that I wasn't angry was in the back of a damn ambulance. Yeah, that's really weird, right? It's like, what the... That's what, classic American male. I was like, what is wrong with yeah. me? I'm and distracted by work where and, I'm appreciated and, and I can do a good job and, and, and I'm in control. And, and that's it, literally what, what, le- what led me to that. Though. There was, you know, probably one other thing that, that led me to it. And, and, uh, and the only reason I even bring this up today is if anybody is listening and, and, you know, you're one of your six listeners or whatever, <laughs> listen to this. Is, it's widely followed. Is, uh, you know, I, I had a friend, uh, a good friend. Uh, he was on my shift when I worked at Malden Fire Department. Uh, super guy. Went through a horrible, tough time in his life. Uh, divorce, uh, some other things. Uh, you know, and I remember leaving he he was getting off shift the morning at at, at the feaster station mm-hmm. uh, was leaving and was just horribly you could just see th- how down he was and he was a upbeat he was such an upbeat person uh, he was so upbeat he would drive you freaking crazy especially when you were pissed off on every call yes. and you'd be like hey what do you want me to need what do you need me to do i get great reports gave <laughs> yes, you a list every, of vital signs everything, yeah everything super and working with him on shift was 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 a challenge yeah. too because it was you know it'd be like Smitty, can fix dial fix, it back, fix this small engine, yeah. and the next thing you know, it's in like a hundred billion pieces, and he's like, oh, I had to take it all apart to put gas in it, you know, <laughs> uh, just crazy shit like that. And I saw him that morning, and you know, I talked to him just a little bit about like his divorce, uh, everything that was coming up, and I was like, man, Smitty, blow it off, bro. I said, you're free. You're free to the world. You right. can go do this. You can bang chicks, and you can do all this <laughs> stuff. And, and you know, and he had a he had a, a feature that everybody at the fire department that anybody that's listening knows what feature I'm talking about. <laughs> and 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 I and I just you know, 
he was, and I don't know that he was reaching out for help that morning because I've talked to the guys that were on shift with him. I talked to the guys that, that, that took over that morning that they all look back and anybody that, that was anywhere remotely near that morning has some thoughts about it. Yeah. And Smitty went home and killed himself. And, and I had a chance to say something. And I didn't. I didn't because that culture didn't allow it. All right, happy times. And I'm pretty sure uh, every single one of those dudes had the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was and, one of the most. That was one. That was one of the most wrecking things that I had to read. Uh, I was like, "What? You know, no way. Yeah, not not at all." And, um, and for no other reason, no other reason than our culture didn't allow it. Right. Our, our male macho, you know, I'm tough, I'm salty, I'm whatever, whatever euphemism, whatever word you, you want to use. I fight what you fear. All, all that shit. Get all of it. All that shit. All of it. And, and d- just didn't allow, you know, didn't allow me to say anything. Yeah. Because I can't be that weak guy that, that says, Tim, come here, hug me. Well, we, we've talked about it a uh, hundred times. Like, you know, everyone's like, well, how do, we, how do you assess for it? How do you know? We're, we're medics. We want to assess. We want to know what the signs and symptoms are. And you, you, you tell people what it is, and uh, you say, well, what do I do with that? Well, what do I do when I see it? What do you mean? You've got to get them help. How? Well, uh, you know, right. uh, what do you Somebody mean? Somebody else can do that. What shit. do you mean? I mean, what do you do? You go rat them out to the supervisor right. and say, like, dog, I think uh, – and Clardy's not going to make it another shift. You need to you need to call somebody. And we're we're sitting in this class, and the the instructor who wrote the course she said something. She had personal experience where her partner uh, they were working together, and she knew he was kind of down or whatever. And he had had a notepad, and he was writing on it, and she really couldn't see. He went into a convenience store, and she looked at it, and it was like pros and cons of living. Like, or should I kill myself? What are the pros and cons? And she's like, ah, you know, I really don't know if that was like his attempt to reach out or whatever, but we got him help. And then people were, people asked, like, well, what do you know, what do you do with that? Like, what are you supposed to do? And like, the, what I was always taught was when you, it's the same as us when we go on a call. You know, do you want to hurt yourself or others? Yes. All right. What's the follow up question? Do you have a plan? Right? Because if you have the plan, that's the red flag for us. That oh, well, we're not letting you sign off today. Right? Yeah, you know, we got to go. I'll get you someone to talk to, whether it's the ED doc, and then we'll get you a counselor. And uh, you know, she had all these other answers, and I was like, no, I was like, that's not right. You need to take them by the hand out of the ambulance into the supervisor's office and say our shift is on hold or terminated because my partner just said he has a he has a plan to kill himself, and. He, it's not even you can't put them around other patients. Oh, well, let's just see how they do at the end of the shift. We're done here. You need to, whether it's 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you're done. Like you, And there's not, well, go home and sleep it off. Tell me how you feel after you wake up. No, you can't be alone. You know, and to me, it's common sense. The, the com- that's the common sense part. The other part is like, what if you miss it? Like you miss it. Yeah, I noticed Minnie looked down. All right, I get it. You know, you knew he's gone through a divorce. Uh, that dude was all about the family too. I right. mean, talked about him all the time. Right. And, and and again, you know, I'm not around him enough that I 
don't think I would pick up on it, but if I was in the firehouse, I would hope I would. There, there's too many, there's plenty. There are so many people. Uh, Hatcher has a really good story about one of his coworkers back in, I think, Virginia. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a horrible story. Uh, but, I mean, it was just one of those where the guy kind of made light of it for months and months and months. And then, and then uh, really, not ominously, he didn't show up for work and he had actually paged. I can't remember if he paged Mark or not. But he'd always talked about, like, they kind of joked about, like, oh, what are you going to do about this? He's like, yeah, I haven't found my rock yet. And I was like, you know, you take that in a spiritual way or whatever, like somebody I can talk to or whatever. And one day the guy doesn't show, like doesn't show up for work or something. And I think Mark's got the page and it says, I found my rock. They go to his house. He's not there. It's like, dude, what the hell? So they start trying to backtrack where this guy goes. He's out in the woods dead. He found the, he literally found, rock. found the rock he wanted to use to sit and commit suicide. I was like, that's horrible. We're sitting in this class, and I'm like, I wonder how many people in this room know. Like, and I could think, I mean, I had two chiefs commit suicide while I was in paramedic school. I remember a firefighter when I was little who did it. Uh, and it was weird because, you know, I've come from a very Catholic part of the suburbs of Philly. You know, a Catholic church commits suicide. You can't be buried in a Catholic church. You right. know, so he had a training accident. You know, he was in a, he was in a smokehouse, and the, the ceiling fell on him. He shot himself in the head is what right. he did. Everybody knew it. Yeah, it, plenty of people. I mean, you know, Code Green, you've got tons of statistics now. It's see social media, you know, you see it looks like, you know, we're, we're, somebody's offing themselves every day. Uh, so I, that's the concerning part to me is I don't – The recently I've been thinking like a, what what happens when – and it's, and it's, it's really selfish. Or what happens when it's a graduate that goes on later and the job's not what they thought or whatever the reason is. It's like, oh, my God, you know. Right. It's, you know, it's like when the news comes and interviews somebody about the terrorists, like, oh, he was so quiet, I would have never thought that. And like, you're going to say the same thing. Like, oh, man, that guy was a great student, right. great medic, and I can't believe this happened. I never saw anything like that. And I've, you know, been friends with this person. So yeah. it's definitely a thing, but. Well, like I said, I threw it out there on Facebook. I, I throw that out there about Smitty, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you about that story because it, it needs to be told, and it needs to be told like yeah. that, that I, yeah. was a, I was the asshole that. that that didn't say anything uh, when I knew I should have. I knew I should have. So I was the asshole that let it go uh, because I don't want anybody ever out there to make any, and not, not that people, because it sounds so arrogant to say it, that not that people look up to me or, or that whatever, but I, I, I obviously have some type of voice that people listen to and whatever. So Your cheerleader, bro. So yeah, my cheerleading. <laughs> so I don't want anybody to, to, to listen to my cheers and and think, well, if he doesn't have a problem, if I'm feeling this way, Clardy says yeah. that he doesn't or he doesn't talk about it or whatever, then I shouldn't either. Yeah. And for them to keep that bottled up inside, and that's not saying everybody needs – there's people in this job that could do 30 years and never need counseling. Uh, I think they're an anomaly, but like je- I'm jealous of them. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> a little jealous, you know. Of them. And and yeah. there's people out there that the the shit just they can they wash it away, and I, and and some people deal with things in a different way other than counseling. I think there's people that have a spiritual life, and and uh, you know just because I believe different than they believe doesn't mean I would ever put them down for for what they believe, uh, and if it helps them through it, yeah. great. Uh, I, I just think it's important. I put at the end of all my you know all all my uh, Delta, Delta game ball posts, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of your partners. You know, we, we're all we have. We are us out oh, here. Yeah. And we are what we have. That's it. We're not them. 
them want to be like us, but they can't. They'll never be us. They, they, they gave that up, and they, they went a different route. So we're, we're all we have, whether, whether you're a cop, whether you're a fireman. Uh, I don't know how, you know, the, the nurses in the ER, the, the day-in, day-out abuse and, and shit that they take and what they see uh, is, is no different than, than what all the paramedics on the street and the cops and everybody else. We're all that, that little core group of people, you know, my little degenerate family, dysfunctional as we all are i mean we're we see shit we do shit on a on a year by year year after year after year after year and yeah. and, and whatever and the, the only people 1200 plus hours a yeah, year yeah and the only people out here to take care of us is is us so you know like i tell everybody man look out for your partner you know and don't you know don't be don't be an asshole like i've been for probably the majority of my career and been like that bothers you? You suck. Man up. Man Let's go up. run another you call. Some, you know, have some balls about you. Yeah, don't don't be that. They they got balls. They got balls to tell you. Yeah, to show up. That's that's the thing. They got balls to tell you something's yeah. wrong. I mean, that's that's testicular fortitude yes. right there. To be in this line of work, to to do this job, to be a cop, to be a fireman, to be whatever you are in this in this little little game that we all play, and to say you know what? I didn't sleep good last night and that call bothered me and I just need to, to, to get it out and talk about it. And, 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 you know, whatever that, that comes of that, you know, that, that takes balls. That's, that's some, that's some, that's some nuts to, to do that shit. So, you know, that's my, that's my wish for everybody at the end of all my posts is just to take care of themselves and take care of their partners and stuff. And, because we're all we got. We are, brother. And I think it's a good place to stop it. You're coming back. I had a lot more on my notes. You are the man. Thank you. Thank you.